We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Well, hello, and we are back. That's right. We are back after a one-week hiatus. This is Cheap we Seat Review. We are a go to go. <laughs> we are a go to go. Uh, this is Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. If I sound good. different to you, it's because I'm in my new house, and it's, it's haunted. It's full of... Uh, you know what? It's funny you say that, Sam, seriously. Yeah? Literally, so. the day we moved out... The landlord of our rental unit told us that the room that we stayed in for the la- the eighteen months that we stayed there that a man died in that room. What? Yeah, he That's was creepy as snot. Yeah, he was an older gentleman, but he. Oh she, my gosh! They were like, yeah, he um, he was really sick and he died in that room. And I'm like, I don't know. Would you would you continue living in that? I guess. I, okay. Well, that's why he told is us it, when we it, moved out. Isn't that something you're supposed to disclose? Probably, but we didn't have a contract, so there was probably a lot of rules and laws that were not actually happening. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Anyway, so no, it's just echoey, and and we haven't quite got my setup all quite nice, and so there's going to be some weird noises. So, you know, and that's just the bedroom. The oh, uh, anyway, so. Anyway, yeah, Cheap Seat Reviews, podcast that does things. This is episode 296, and tonight we're talking about The Rocketeer, um, 1991's The Rocketeer. Uh, I ran into a, a friend of mine who was actually um, really excited about this episode. Uh, oh, nice. Specifically, and also wanted to say to you, Andrew or Sam, whichever one of you, um, the reason why we had to postpone a day, he's sorry for that reason. Oh, well, that's nice. So... Um, we had some family stuff happening in the podcast and, uh, real life uh, podcast world stuff, real life stuff. And so we had to postpone an extra day or two. So, um, so anyway, uh, cam movie is his, uh, is what he goes by on, uh, I guess his Yahoo account says, sorry. Uh, I am Sean Allred and joining me tonight is, and, uh, (laughs) oh, oh, hi, Sean. (laughs) Oh, hi, Sean. (laughs) And joining me tonight is Andrew, was eaten by a giant clam, Jimison. <laughs> that makes sense as, as the uh, band director, right? Yeah. As the orchestra leader, as the, uh, the guy in front, as you may. And the guy who's still muted? Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering. I don't think he's tried to talk, though. He's just kind of staring at us. Can he hear us? 
I don't know. <laughs> okay, he's laughing so he can hear us. <laughs> we, but we can't hear you. Now we can't barely hear him. No. Very low, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, while Andrew figured that out, um, and for 15 minutes pre-show, we're fine, and then when it's time we're to hit record, yeah. he, can't, he can't hear him. And Sam, oh, so that's why it's not called Hollywood Land anymore, Vector. That made total sense, right? That's yeah. exactly how it happened. And yeah. Sean. Yeah. Just so you know. Yep. I would totally tie you to the Luftwaffe. Uh, what do you call those things? The Zeppelin? The Zeppelin. Yeah. And, and just dangle you till you die of fright from the, uh, from the heights. Oh, that die of fright. Use. Yeah, okay. Not that it would blow up, but just, just to give you a good heart attack. Or like, something. Like, like scare me to death. Like literally yeah. scare me to death. All right. Yeah, wouldn't that be good? I guess, honestly, I guess once I kind of came to grips with the fact that the harness would hold me, then I guess I'd be yeah. okay eventually. What if it was like a rusty harness with like the threads are starting to come apart? Would that make it worse? I don't know. I see a little red button on the front, Andrew, facing us that says mute on the on the microphone. Does yeah. that matter? <laughs> 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 does it does, can we hear no i still can't hear him the button's still I red can, i can hear a whisper coming from him, but i can't hear him himself right <laughs> this is this is podcast gold right here guys i mean this 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 is legacy podcasting, guys. Find us. We're four we're four four episodes away from three hundred episodes, and our third can't get his USB microphone to work. This is great. It sounds terrible. We can, you sound like I think you're, you're on the computer mic right now. Yeah. Golly, this, my dog keeps farting. Oh dear lord! <laughs> this whole room. This? Is oh, there you there are, are. Hey, Andrew. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. Now we're cooking. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know where we were. Yeah, Andrew was eaten by a giant clam, so, and apparently his microphone what I was, was too. To tell you is that uh, my internet dropped, and I heard nothing of the beginning of the show. And then when I came back in, my mic didn't work. Nice. <laughs> well, you were Andrew eaten by a giant clam, Jimison. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was hoping that's how I would how I would go. Well, you're the band director, and he was the only band you know, musical person in the in the movie. So I figured I thought, yeah. That made the most sense for you to be. Um, sure. Yeah. So anyway, this is 1991's The Rocketeer, and we're watching this 91. via. Yeah, we're watching this via the Disney Plus. And is this our first? This is our first Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gosh, I've only had Disney Plus now for Go, about a, right? about six or seven weeks. Basically, about five minutes before COVID happened, we got Disney Plus. So. Um. So we've been rewatching all of the Clone Wars, and we did watch the final season of Clone Wars, and uh, that was emotional. I'll say that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Don't spoil it, or I'm going to have to wave. No, 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 no spoiler. You really upset. You can't. You can't spoil it. You've the, the, if you've seen episode three, uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith, then you know what comes yeah. next. So. Oh okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't know it, it happened between two and three. 
Yeah, all yeah. of Clone Wars is between the the Clone Wars happen between you know the the beginning of the war starts in Attack of the Clones and then the war ends obviously in the third movie. So okay. all of that has to happen between two and three. And that's right because Anakin is still a good guy, right? In some of Clone Wars, he's not only a good guy; he's a really good guy. He's one of the most compelling and interesting characters in the show. And what makes him super interesting is he is. He's super compassionate and super passionate about the people that matter to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a couple episodes where R2 is doing something and gets kind of lost, and he will he will um, risk troopers and equipment to go find R2. And the you know you know other clone troopers and generals are like, it's just and other Jedi are like, it's just a droid. He's like, it's not just a droid. He's my friend, and they're like, but he's a droid. And they're like, you don't understand. And so, and then there's other times where like, there's an episode where he's working with another Jedi and he, uh, Ahsoka is possibly, you know, either wounded or dead. And the other Jedi is like, we have to, you have to move on and let go. And he's like, no, I'm not going to give up on my Padawan. And the other one's like, well, you're not giving up. It's just, it's okay to let go. And he's like, nope, not going to do it. So Anakin's really an interesting and a really cool character. Um, way better than what that movie we saw. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the third one, you mean? Well, two and three are. No, no, no. The two is worse than three. No, no, no. The, the animated. um, the animated one. I mean. Oh okay. I'm yeah, they, that's what kicks off the Clone Wars show. No, the show is actually. This is my second time watching it, and it's really, really cool. So anyway. Uh, but we so did not. Movie. But this movie is the Rocketeer, and I didn't mean to go on that long tangent. I just meant to say that we're doing the Rocketeer, and I flipping love this movie. Just gonna do that right out front. Um, this is a childhood f- uh, favorite of mine. Um, I think everybody, every '80s kid, late '80s kid, wanted a, a jetpack like this, right? Yeah, or something. You like see that. this movie, and you just want to go fly. Yeah, I'm still scared of heights, though. So, I mean, it probably um, oh, would. Really? Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, even in my in my dreams, where I'm, I can either fly or Spider Man or Superman or whatever, I'm still scared of heights. So I do it all near the ground. Really? Yeah, okay. it's very yeah, strange. I, I have dreams where I'll just be able to float, and then sometimes it turns off, and I start falling, and nice. then it turns back on, and I fly again, and it's like Spider Man Two, where. Uh, you know, oh, his, his powers keep kind of coming powers out. Powers start going away, yeah. yeah. What a weird concept for that movie, but it works in that movie. Um, I still like the the first two of those movies. Anyway, uh, so Sam... Was that, that was Octo-Man, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doc I Ock think I was, even like that one almost as much, like, better than the first one. I do, too. I, like I think villain better. Yeah, Spider-Man 2, I think, is, is a better... I mean... I'm trying to think. Apart from the Dark Knight, I think Spider-Man Two is probably the best. Nah, I can't say that. Dang. Yeah. It's. I was like gonna follow up. No, I was gonna say it's probably the best. Not sequel. I was gonna say probably the best um, superhero movie of the aughts. But Iron Man came out in '09 or '08. So yeah. Mm, that's a tough one. It's still a good movie. I think it holds up. I really do. Uh yes. <laughs> So, Sam, why don't you uh, slap us in the face with your five-word review? My five-word review. Let me slap you here with... I've got two. Okay, as you do. I have 
I have this one you're going to maybe disagree with. It says, uh, worst superhero ever, but fun. Okay. And a really impoverished Iron Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those are my two on this one. All right. So, um, no, I'm with you. I grew up on this movie. loved it. Um, I forgot a lot about this movie, which was fun to kind of see again, um, you know, kind of for the first time so that was that was a neat treat but uh i don't know i i thought it was good i don't know if the main character i don't even remember his name um i don't know if he has enough charisma to to have the rocketeer in perpetuity you know where they do sequels and uh, he just didn't have the charisma that i'm looking for in a superhero which is kind of what this is but I love the kookiness, right? It goes, mm-hmm. it, it treads from, from just being serious to being comic booky fun. Um, you know, you've got your your Hollywood uh, villains, not the villains. What are they? The the mobsters, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I I just I I don't know. I just enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. So. Yeah, I mean the, the the movie really does play like a comic book movie. From yes, you know, like it you could kind of see it kind of popping out like that. And I, I, I love it for that reason. Yeah. Not in spite of it, but I think for it, I think I love the, the stylized. I love the, I just, I also just love the fact that they put it in the late thirties. And so we get to punch Nazis in the face. I just, I don't know. <laughs> there's just something about that. That's just really satisfying. And, and, and Andrew, I'm gonna let you talk in just a second, but I mean, honestly, my, one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite one of my favorite moments in the movie, and frankly, one of my favorite moments in film. I don't know if I could ever do like a top ten or twenty, or whatever. But like, it's just when Valentine, who's the mobster, realizes that Neville Sinclair is a Nazi, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, "What do you care? I pay you." He goes, "I might not make an honest buck, but I'm one hundred percent American." I freaking love that. Like, yeah, I don't. There's just something like I know it's kind of Star Spangled Bannery, but like, whatever. I just like it a lot. Go ahead, Andrew. What's your uh, five-word review? Okay, I've got two. Uh, the first one is gum can save the day. Yes. And uh, the other one is need a rudder or not? Yeah. Because <laughs> we need a rudder to steer, but when we turn our head to look in different directions, you're not steering you're just looking in different directions and <laughs> the movie, ca- the movie kind of played loose and fast with, with the rules about the head being a rudder. You're not yeah. wrong, but yeah, whatever. It's fine. Oh, Andrew's frozen again and he's frozen. Did I lose Sam too? Hello. Can oh, you hear me? I, I got you back. I haven't heard Sam okay. in a minute. So either his controller batteries have, have done his thing or we'll keep going, Andrew. Well, I was just going to say it's it's one of those that I've loved since I was little as well. But, and you may be upset at me for this, but I do put it in the same realm as the Phantom. Oh no! Come on! Oh, I don't hate it's, you for but, it, but you're wrong. No. <laughs> it's it's. There are things about this movie that make it way better than the Phantom, but I still put it in the same genre. Oh, superhero okay. film. Okay, that's that's fair. That's a fair point. It's the same kind of 
silly, a little slapsticky. I mean, you know, like yeah. the 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 sub boss in this movie is wearing ridiculous makeup, and he just growls the whole time. And there's no way someone that's six foot six that's that heavy can sneak anywhere. <laughs> you're, you're, yes, it's a little silly, cartoony, but let's just be real honest. The Phantom is is objectively a bad movie. I mean, that's, that's yes. a that's a bad movie. That's true. This is yeah. not a bad film. You know what I'm saying? Like this is there, there's nothing that makes this bad. It's just silly. It's very yeah. Disney though. It's very Disney of the time. It oh yeah. Is. And and I think if you take that into consideration as you watch this, it it you know you have to take I don't know you have to take it with a grain of salt if you will yeah. about watching it as a superhero movie or or whatever because it's comic booky but it's also 1990s you know it's very 90s <laughs> it is but i mean and here's something to really think about for, for me cuz i was just thinking about the comic book movies and stuff is that this is only 2 years after batman and yeah. for some reason well, this movie yeah. feels like it's a decade past batman for some reason i don't know why um I mean, obviously, we're, we're, we're still pre-Jurassic Park. And some of the, um, obviously, it's not CGI, but some of the green screen effects, whatever, some of it was kind of obvious and kind of whatever. But most of it worked. You know, the flying scenes, I thought, worked pretty well, especially when he's low to the ground. I, I thought it all kind of worked pretty well. I, I, and I will say this. I can see why um, um, Marvel would eventually go back to this director and say, "Hey, we want you to do Captain America." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is the guy that directed the first Captain America movie, and and that movie is not great, but it's it's good, and and that movie kind of reminds me of this movie a little bit. Um, in yeah, a, in a, a way, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yep. they're they're very kind of similar, like almost tonally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he gets punched Nazis. And he gets to punch Nazis. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I honestly, I don't really know what else Joe Johnston has done. Um, besides those two it's, movies, I mean, does is that a thing where he likes to uh, punch Nazis? Which is cool. I'm all for it. So, okay, so he did. So he did the first movie. He did. He directed Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which is a good movie. Yeah. Uh, he also directed the. Um, I did tell you that was the first date I ever took. Somebody on. 1989? Yep. <laughs> I was... No, no, seriously, it was... You could I date was in, in 1989? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't, can't remember. It was, I was something like... Out of, I was like halfway hanging out of the my mom. The I, I wasn't even all the way out. <laughs> it was like fifth grade, and Elizabeth Molinax and I was... No, not Elizabeth. And, uh, Andrea Johnson and I went to see this at the theater and their parents dropped us off and we sat next to each other, didn't talk or do anything, right? Ate some popcorn. And then I think they must've been in like the row or two behind us. So it was that kind of thing. But honey, I shrunk the kids was the first movie I remember seeing. Okay. In the theater or on a date? in In a date, on a date, on a date. I'm trying to think mine, I think was Titanic. Did you cry? God no! I watched that movie though like four or five times yeah. on on various dates with girls. So. I made the mistake once of taking a date to go see City of Angels. Oh geez, yeah, that's a and, that's a hard movie I, to watch. 
I like you sit there. I'm trying like, oh my god, I can't. I'm not supposed to cry. I'm, I'm supposed to be a man here. I gotta, I gotta suck this thing up. And I just remember weeping like a schoolboy yeah. um, on that date. That was that was the last time I went and saw a movie sight unseen with a first date or on a first date. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so our director here, director man, has done some good movies. He did the first Jumanji movie, which is a fun movie. It's a good movie. Mm. Um, it you know it kind of holds up. He did October mm-hmm. Sky. The Robin Williams. Yes, the Robin Jumanji. Williams one. Okay. Yeah, ninety five. Yeah. He did October Sky, Jurassic Park three. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at least we have a good Jurassic Park reference mm-hmm. or connection here. Uh, Hidalgo, The Wolfman, and then Cap uh, one. Uh, he he also did the Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Um, so sh- how'd that go for him? Uh, it did not do well. Um, <laughs> he's doing something now. Um, called Shrunk. Uh, an amateur scientist and his father accidentally shrinks his family with his latest invention. It's a reboot of Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Well, of course he's going to direct that. Okay, and he's also. Announced he's going to be directing Chronicles of Narnia, The Silver Chair. Oh, they're they're going ahead with those? I guess. Um, Interesting. I know that Disney did not do the last one. Um, yeah. The Dawn Treader. So, anyway, whatever. My, my point is, is he's, he's got some good stuff, and he's got some not great stuff, and that's fine. Um, but I thought he did. I thought he did well here. Um, so, yeah. Um, sure. Is it my turn for a five-word review? I guess. Yes. What's yours? I I tried a, a second one. I wanted to do something about like. Uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> how, how about American gangster punches out Nazi? That's a fun one. Um, there you go. But the one that I wrote down was handsome pilot saves beautiful girl. That's what I wrote. Ah. Uh, so. Uh, Jennifer Conley. Yeah. She, what my what are my first crushes? Me, sure. me too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And because of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, okay, here's a weird phenomenon that's kind of happened, right? Because we have all ex- experienced this. You all remember the <laughs> Come movie. Come on, Andrew. Come on, phenomena. Do, 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 do. Mm, <laughs> phenomena. You all remember the, the mask movie with Jim Carrey, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and how... Um, Cameron Diaz. Uh, Cameron Diaz in that movie was like the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen on film. Really? Oh my I gosh! Never, I never found her attractive. Oh, uh, uh, well, I she had too. She, her face was too square. Okay, that's weird. Um, yeah, angular, two angles, too many angles. Be like kissing a brick. <laughs> okay, well, what a what a sexy voluptuous brick it would have been. Um, <laughs> Because in that movie she was she was very beautiful, and then like like the next year when she does kind of her breakout role in something about Mary, she lost like twenty pounds and mm-hmm. and like I never yeah. found her attractive again after that. Yeah. And so Same it's here. it's weird. So like in this movie, it's like Jennifer Connelly is like the most beautiful thing ever, and then for some reason the the next time I see her though is like Rec Room for a Dream, and I'm like, wait. What happened to that, that sweet girl that was in that movie? Like, this, this is a terrifying thing. Now, that movie also gave me nightmares, but that's not also, but, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> that's just a funny thing. I mean, she's still a beautiful woman now. I mean, she's, she has aged oh, very yeah. well. Um, so, like a good cheese. Yes. 
You know, yeah. sometimes the mold is good. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm like a good yeah. cheese. I think I'm, it's I'm, called a rind. I'm I'm round, <laughs> like a, like a good wheel of cheese. Uh, so, so through going through some of my notes here about the movie, uh, again, I I liked I liked the movie. It's just a lot of fun. It's simple. Uh-huh. And so one of my first ones was like, I wonder how the chewing gum thing started. You know, like when he puts gum on the plane, and then. Oh. Like it's his good luck thing. Like, was he chewing gum and then they, like he like sneezed? Then the gum was on like the fuselage, and then he's like, "Well, I, I guess I'll just leave it there." And then it was a good flight, so he's like, oh, "I guess I'll leave it there." I, no, I think I think he was leaving one day. His mom said, "Don't chew gum while you're flying," and so he stuck it on the side of the. Mm. <laughs> save it. So save it's a very it for a mom thing to do. Yeah, and all moms sound, sound like that, by the way. Yeah, that's that sounds accurate. <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, what do I, what does that mean by military guy can be bought? I don't remember that. Was there a military guy that was bought in this movie? Did anybody notice that the only person that was able to knock out Mr. Jaw was Jennifer Conley? Or, or, Or she was knocking out people left and right by hitting them over the head, and nobody else could do it. Did she should she hit uh him? I don't think she knocked him out. Did she? She did in the in the in the Zeppelin. She knocked him out. He was on top. Then, when they saw when we see him, he's on no, top. No, no, this was in the this was where the pilots were or inside. He was no, the first time we see him, the one time we see him is when he gets on top and he's strapped into the belt and then Secord kicks him off the edge and he's like dangling there like you want to do to me in the sure? in- something she did something inside she shot a flare but that bounced around and didn't do anything yeah the the big dude was he was only on the zeppelin on top and then dangling like a fish there was something else too i swear she knocked him out in the movie she she knocked out timothy dalton with a vase i mean she definitely did that um uh i'd have to watch it again but i'm pretty sure she she knocked him out Okay. Knock somebody up. Oh, maybe I'm misremembering like I did when, with Corny the other day, uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, I can't remember either. I just, the only time, he, he was on the top, he, he brought that big wrench, and he was fighting Secord, yeah. and then he he kicked him off, and then Secord flew under, and then back up, and then tackled him, and it you know yeah. the momentum just knocked him off. And so he was just, he comes flying down, and then crashes into the window, and, and it scared the pilot, because literally they're like, Oh, this is the best pilot in the world, and then the guy comes crashing in, and the pilot like gets so scared he falls out of the plane or out of the zeppelin, and so now they don't have a yeah, pilot. That was, that was good stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of that happening. Um, so anyway, yeah. uh, so let's talk about Timothy Timothy Dalton for a minute. Oh, sure. I I don't know what it is about him, mm-hmm. but I didn't like him as James Bond, and I don't like him as a bad guy. Really. I, I thought like, he was perfect in this. Well, I feel like he's an overactor. Like, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, but in this Not, movie, he's supposed to. I, in this, but isn't that? Yeah, let's say, isn't that more of a directorial choice in this one? Well, I, I know in this, I'm talking about in all of those things that he does. Oh, in all those things. Okay. But yeah, this one for sure. But I think, like you said, it's it's maybe a directorial choice, but. I'm just not a fan of his for some reason. Interesting. Yeah, I don't I'm okay know. With I, him, I now you're right. I think he he was the wrong Bond, but I 
I'm I'm okay with him in this one. Um, I thought I thought he looks like a classic 1930s uh, Hollywood A-lister. Yeah, yeah, he does. Does that make sense? Yeah, I thought he fit the part well. Yeah. Well, my looks wise, sure. Yeah, well, yeah, looks and sound, and he had that charisma going, and, and he had the thing kind of played up pretty well, I thought. And um, I, I will say this: I so we're so they're doing the 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 film scene right where they're on the film um, set, uh-huh. and I'm I'm having like flashbacks to um, Hot Fuzz because <laughs> that woman, that girl, that was such a bad actress, she kind of looks like the girl from Hot Fuzz that. They end up killing because she's a bad actress. <laughs> um, That's true. I didn't think about that. But when she's like, "You could drink up my lips," and he's like, "Okay," oh, and, and the director's like, "Acting is pretending that you're not acting." And then when the when the flat fell, right, that wall flat fell, I'm like, "Okay, I know we have to find a way to embarrass her, and she's got to get mad at him." Blah blah blah. But come on, guys, there is not. The, the Hollywood union gigs existed back then. There's not, there's no way that that would have ever happened. They're, they're, they could have found another way for it. You know, maybe he trips over a light and, you know, turns off the lights or something. But the fact that he just breathes on a flat and a 40 pound flat that's not screwed in anything just comes down. Yeah, that's garbage. That, 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 that stuff annoys me. Are you sure? Yes. I mean, I've, I've heard, especially uh, sound guys uh, have a really hard time with, uh, with being very clumsy and uh, knocking things over on set. Oh yeah, breaking ceramic mugs. Oh, that video. Yeah, that that's a fun fun video. What cracks me up <laughs> is like people see that video and think that it's a real thing. Oh, it's so staged. It's, it's yeah, so it's, staged. Yeah, it's one hundred percent staged. But people are like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it!" And because I I've, I've probably been sent that video probably twenty times in the in the last five years because because <laughs> they know I'm a sound guy. And I'm like, it would never happen, because you wouldn't, you would, <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't want to critique it, but like the fact that they've got the, the the big what's called a zeppelin. That's the big fuzzy thing that goes over the microphone, like the the big um, like screen that goes over the the microphone, and yeah, then they yeah. have then they have the rabbit's foot on top of that, right? The fuzzy part, which is just made of rabbit fur. Like you wouldn't have that indoors. The purpose of that is to cut down on wind. But again, everyone knows what that looks like, so that's why they did it. But it's just it's a, it's still a cool gag. It it's a fun video. Go go Google boom guy destroys porcelain mug or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, it's a funny video. Uh, no, I never did anything like that. Again, I did get kicked out of the North Carolina Aquarium for striking a child, but I didn't uh, I didn't break you know five hundred porcelain mugs or whatever. That's because the kid was fishing in the fish tank. Yeah, and he deserved it. Um, exactly. Hero carries a burden. I wrote, there's some bunch of tropes in this movie. Like the FBI is kind of terrible. Um, I thought it was crazy that the gunner that was in the rear of the car couldn't hit an FBI driver 10, 10 feet behind him, but he can hit a moving airplane. Oh, of course. um, To, to, to wound the airplane. Uh, let's see. I did write, is that the actor girl, the bad actor from Hot Fuzz? I did write that. Um, and then I wrote, you don't have to shoot the entire fight scene for the one line. 
you don't you don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like unless the director really wants it to be a one take, you don't I thought that was kind of weird. Anyway, whatever. It's just me. Um uh, I wrote. I think I actually hated the FBI guys that I wrote twice that they're terrible at their jobs. <laughs> uh, I always like the uh, awkward dinner bit where he Neville Sinclair is like trying to wine and dine her, and Secord's <laughs> just standing there with the flowers and spilling soup all over the place. I don't know why that just made me laugh. I just I like that, I like that part. Standing there awkwardly. Yeah, yeah. that's good stuff. I also love the idea of the sub boss just hangs out at his boss's house eating chicken wings. I, just, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if that's what he's eating, but that's what it looked like. He's eating a plate of chicken wings. And I just like, that's I just. Kind of a good gig. Yeah. You know, yeah, just, I'd take it. You know, you, you get to break a man in half and then you go and eat some chicken wings. It's nice. So, um, I did ask the question to myself and then later found out that the answer is yes. Is that is the model plane that he uh, escapes on, is that supposed to be a, a model of the Spruce Goose? Spruce and, Goose. And the answer is yes. Yes. Um, it is. Um, what? How did they get so many spiders? Oh, soldiers. That's spelled soldiers. How, many, how, how did the, the Nazis get so many soldiers there? That was pretty crazy. Um, I mean, did like 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 he like I always like imagine the pre meeting, right? Timothy Dalton show you know he's like, you know the the army guy shows up and he's like, hey, we're here to back you up, and he's like, well, I'm the head spy, so I get to tell you what to do. So you're gonna go hide in the trees, and if things <laughs> go south, I'm gonna yell something, and you guys are all gonna come out with your guns pointed at anyone not named me. Okay, you know, you know I just I always think about that, like the the pre the pre meeting, you know. Makes me think. Uh, yeah, let's see. Gum tape fixes everything. Gum slash tape fixes everything. That's a big trope, right? Unless it doesn't at the very end. Well, it still does. He does the job, but then it he he removes said gum to... To chew it again. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this gum's got a little bit of a... Little Ooh, bit of fuel, little fuel on it there. <laughs> Sam, you mentioned it in your intro or whatever that he's a terrible uh, superhero. Um, yes. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, he only does one really heroic act. Uh, two. Right. But like only one as the Rocketeer, right? He saves his buddy Clown Pilot Man. Yep. Right? Like that's kind of all he does, right? Because then the next time we yeah. see him, he just burns up the nightclub. And yep. then the second time, then the third time, he uh he well he helps stop the Nazis and they don't they don't you know they don't get the rocket but um yeah anyway I just I thought he was he's you're you're not wrong he's not great at what he's you know as being <laughs> that the, the hero bit but um I think he was more like like an accident kind of a thing yeah and I wanted to go back to what you said Sam about I don't I don't like him as an actor I I yeah. think he was okay in this role. But I think had someone else done this, it would have been better. He felt dry on screen. He just there, there was nothing extra yeah. there. And I think there's a reason we haven't seen him in very much past. I mean, I'm sure he's done other things, but nothing big, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're agree. You're not wrong. He's uh, oh, he's from Charlottesville, Virginia. Look at that. Yeah, he does a bunch of TV, like a bunch of TV stuff. Uh, Hallmark. 
No, I, I wouldn't be. No, I mean TV shows, not TV movies. Like he was on the OC for a dozen episodes. He was on the 4400 Club or the 4400, not the 4400 Club, the 4400. <laughs> Isn't was, the 400 Club some sort of Jerry Jones or Jim Jones or I, I don't know. What do they call that? I don't know. It's, That'd a, be it's a thing. Um, he was in. God bless you. Thank you. He was in. <laughs> yeah, just anything. No one would have known I sneezed. Uh, <laughs> just the awkward silence on the podcast. Yeah, well, I'm taking a break. He's on. I don't know. He's he's just. He, you're right, Andrew. You're right, and Sam. He, you know, SVU an episode. Of course, everybody's done SVU. Um, more tales of the city. I mean, he's he's not a great actor. Um, and as a kid, you don't... Oh, he was in Star Trek Deep, uh, The Next Generation as Captain Thaddean Okna. Mary. You're Swedish. I, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. And their episode is called The Outrageous Okna. Okona. Okona. Nice. There's an extra O. Okona. I kind of want to know Okona what it's about. Okona Matata. <laughs> what a wonderful what phrase. What a wonderful phrase. <laughs> or what a wonderful pilot. Uh, the Enterprise rescues the captain of a broken-down freighter only to be involved in a dispute between feuding worlds, each demanding custody of their guest. Data seeks help from Guinan in understanding humor. Oh, okay. So, like, that's like every other episode. Oh, uh, yes. So, anyway, you're not wrong. Um, and when you hear the trivia on who they wanted to be in this movie and... Mm-hmm. Uh, let me rephrase, who was also rumored to be in this movie, you'll go, oh, that, that might have been a better choice. Um, oh, really? Yeah, honestly, and this is going to sound super lame, but one of the main reasons why they cast him as the role is because he looked like the comic book dude that the, move, the, the movie's based uh, on. Like, okay. You know what but, I'm saying? You know, I think there are other people that could have that that kind of build and, and dark hair, I think it would have been better. Yeah, no, again, I, I'm not, again, I'm not defending him. I, I think every casting in the movie is great except him. And which is kind of like the same thing we had against the Valerian in a thousand planet city, whatever, is that yeah. everything else in the movie is fine. Just the lead actor is terrible. Yeah. Um, now yeah. I don't say, I, I don't we think haven't played the recasting game in a, in a long time. Um, but if I were going to recast this, I would I would want somebody like, and I know this is probably not great, but like Tom Cruise hasn't really done a superhero type. I mean, he's he's done in my you know Mission Impossible and that kind of stuff, but he might have been okay for this. He's not tall, but <laughs> but I think he has the rest of it, and he has, certainly has the charisma to play the part. Well, when you well, let's just go ahead and go there because it doesn't matter. Um, I'll, I'll tell you some of the people who they wanted to be in the role, and then you'll let me know which ones you liked. Um, so the ca- casting of the lead, casting the lead role for Cliff Secord was a struggle for the filmmakers. Uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg even had the studios, even had one of the studio's then staff writers, Carrie Kitzpatrick, audition for the part. Like, they couldn't figure out who they wanted. Kevin Costner and Matthew Modine were the first actors considered for the role. So Kevin Costner, so again, a few years before, or no, the same year as Robin Hood, right? Isn't Robin Hood 91? Or 92? I can't remember. But right then, right? So 
Um, when they both proved to be unavailable, Emilio Estevez, uh, Bill Paxton, and Dennis Quaid and Kurt Russell auditioned for the part. Now, huh. here's the one that I actually kind of like, but I see why they didn't go this route. Johnny Depp was Disney's favorite. Um, Depp, really? Yeah. <clears throat> but he's, he's, he just seems like too weird of a dude. To you know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't I have a hard time seeing him as playing the straight hero. Yeah. Um uh Paxton uh, commented that he came really close to getting the lead. Vincent D'Onofrio turned down the role. Um now then there's another bit of trivia that continue that goes on to say Michael Keaton, Alec Baldwin, Robin Williams, Mel Gibson, Harrison Ford, Ron Perlman, and Tom Hanks were all considered to play Cliff. That just sounds like something. That just kind of sounds <laughs> that's, like That's something. one of those, like, yeah, everybody was, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I just. Out of that list, I kind of like uh, Kurt Russell or uh, Dennis Quaid. I think they would have been good. Yeah, the problem is, is that I can't picture them in 91. I can only picture them now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like that's, that's, my, that's my problem. Like, I mean, I could probably see. Like Mel Gibson, because when he did Forever Young, like that's the same almost time frame, almost. So I could kind of see Mel Gibson as doing doing this kind of a thing, and um, I don't know how much older he is than Jennifer Connelly, so I don't know if that would have been weird. Uh, but I don't know. I I think not any one of these guys, but some of these guys I think would have worked out pretty good. Now the now the, if you were gonna do it today. You're going to do a 1940s. You're going to keep the same period, right? But let's just get today's um, whatever, right? Like, like, don't you have to get the guy that played Howard Stark to play Howard Hughes? Like, don't you have to? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Right? Like, you just, you kind of feel like you would have to be that guy. They're too similar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. Uh I don't know who would you get though? The young Buck right now to play the role? Who who could be the who could be the young Buck right now? I'm trying to think who's uh well what about the um the Jonas brother kid from the Jumanji movie? I think Oh, he, the new Jonas? Yeah. Yeah. I think he could do well, it. Oh, what about yeah, uh okay. or uh Charlie uh Charlie Cox? Yeah, I think that might work. He could do that. I want to see him right. in some more stuff. Yeah. Or a uh I don't know, maybe uh, well, Chris Evans would have been okay in this. But I don't know about today. But, yeah, in 2005, yeah. Chris Evans would have been great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Pratt would have been fun back then as well. Yeah, Chris Pratt, like right before Guardians. Would have, been, would have been cool too, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. Um, I I think I told you guys they they've made a, a Disney has made a cartoon Rocketeer. Oh yeah, uh, I checked it out. It was it's terrible. terrible. It's real bad. Like Disney usually makes pretty decent cartoons, but like not even my kids will watch it. You know, <laughs> do you know the show? Uh, what is that? Paw Patrol. Yeah, I know uh -huh. Paw Patrol. Good guy. Which I, I I don't like, but who does? I think it's far superior than that. Oh, oh wow. yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I mean, we Paw Patrol's on because I have a three-year-old daughter, and she loves Paw Patrol because there are girl dogs, and so that's there's there's paws on it. 
Well, she's super. Well, yeah, but she likes the the just the fact that there's there's girl dogs, right, and that the girl dog is the one that can fly and things like that. So she's super into that, which I uh, great. But you're not wrong, Andrew. And of course, it it annoyed my wife a little bit when I was talking about the only reason why Paw Patrol exists is to sell toys. <laughs> and she's like, no, it's not. I'm like, wait, wait six months, and then the new vehicle on the show comes out, and then it'll be a $90 toy that our kid will want. And then uh-huh. sure enough, oh, now here yep. comes here comes the airplane, and now they have Mighty Pups, which is where they actually do superhero kind of things, and each pup has a power. Their suit gives them a power. And and so it's like, oh, now they want you to buy another version of the dog of the dog. So we have like like twelve skies here in the house somewhere. Um Sky is the poodle that flies. So anyway. Yes. No, you're no you're no, you're not wrong, Andrew. That show's terrible. The Rocketeer show is terrible. We watched the pilot episode and my kids were like, This is not good. I don't want to watch this. I mean, if my three year old can't be entertained by your cartoon, that's bad. <laughs> Right. I'm just saying. Um, and I did want to watch this movie with my son. I just couldn't find the time. It's because we were moving and things were just kind of weird. But he's, you know, he's seven. He would get into this. He would like this. Um, oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I wonder. I think I, I watched it with my kids. Uh, it was when it was on, I don't know. I guess it was earlier, like maybe last year or year before last. I don't remember what it was. It was a while back. And I think maybe they were too young at the time. But they're almost 10 and 7 now. So I think they would probably be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's kind of all my notes that I have for the movie. I just... Uh, I don't know. I, there's Obviously, there's a nostalgia thing happening for me about the movie. And... This was a movie that just kind of came around at the right time just because it's been kind of a lousy few days for me personally. And so having sure. a having a fun, just simple, good time, American slice of American pie or, or apple pie, I mean, you know, it just, I just, I, I enjoyed it. So I, uh, and honestly, it's kind of back to our, uh, back to the future three thing where it's like i don't care what you say i'll still love it's the terrible movie. but i don't care yeah yeah well yeah except i don't have as much nostalgia for this as i do back to the future three for some reason oh then that's fine i mean i enjoy this but i will watch the snot out of three yeah over and over no again yeah I, I, yeah don't get me wrong back to the future three is a better movie it's a better yeah. it's a better story it, it's it, it and there's more lore and there's it's a better movie. I'm not saying that that is that this is the equivalency. I'm just saying that's the only comparison I can come up with. Was that I don't really care. You could nitpick the crap out of this movie, and I'm just gonna look at you and go, I don't care because it's still fun. I still had a good time <laughs> with it. I I don't care that X Y and Z. You know, like the FBI guys are so bad they couldn't tell the difference between a vacuum cleaner, an Electrolux vacuum cleaner, and a jetpack. I don't. You know what I'm saying? I, I just I don't care. So I had a good time well, with it. It, it. it literally is just one of those movies made for nine, ten year old guy, kids yeah. to just envision themselves as a jetpack wearing person. Right. And, yeah. you know, fly around the yard. Right. I mean, this is this is a a true to life kid fantasy movie. 
Yeah, exactly. I think I even remember myself putting something on my back. I don't know if it was a vacuum, but yeah. it was some sort of, I don't know what, I can't remember what it was. Some, some tool or something my dad had. I got in trouble. Whatever it was, <laughs> it was expensive. Yeah, I put some propane tanks on my back and then tried to light them <laughs> and uh, got like in trouble for that. Like oxygen so. tanks. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your breath, Grandma. Watch this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, I'm going to play a few clips, yeah. if you guys don't mind. Um, I yes. have I have a handful of them here, and uh, I captured this one just because I, I I don't know why. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But I think it's interesting when movies they have to have they, they need to tell you things, right? And sometimes the only way to tell you a thing is to have the actor literally tell you a thing. So this is the actor telling you who he is by talking to him about himself in the third person. Sir, I wish you would reconsider. What do we tell the president? Tell him the dream is over. Tell him Howard Hughes said so. That's right. Because <laughs> you couldn't just say, tell him I said so, because we don't know who he is yet. So, no. Um, this says, don't touch. I don't remember what this is. So, again, when I recorded these clips, it was three days ago. So, uh, this will be as fun for me as it is for you. Uh, don't touch. I wouldn't touch that if I were you. Oh, yeah, that part. I thought that was pretty funny. There you go. You'll go blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked Alan Arkin in this movie. I thought he was pretty funny. Um, I don't know a lot of other things with Alan Arkin in it other than he's he's really funny in the Get Smart movie. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember him in that one. In Get Smart, he's um, yeah, he's the boss. Okay. So there's. There's a there's a bit that he's the chief, yeah. There's a bit that he does that just makes me laugh. I mean, just big belly laugh is when the bad guy is named Christic, and they for whatever reason he can't get out the phrase Christic, and so every time he tries to say the guy's name, he keeps saying it wrong. He keeps screwing it up, and so Steve Carell is trying to help him, and so in order for him to get the the the, the to say his name, he says. Chris Kringle, fish stick. And the, the people around the, the, the table are all kind of saying it with him. And for whatever <laughs> reason, that bit, I lose it every time. It's so <laughs> funny to me. I don't know why. It's just, it's just this, this little thing, but just Chris Kringle, fish stick. It cracks me up. And the other one, the other one is really funny for that movie is when Steve Carell and the chief are driving and Carell is just crashing through everything. He's going through golf course and and Arkin's just in the you know, passenger seat going, Sandtrap, uh, golfer. <laughs> you know, he's just like calling things out as they crash through them. And then they crash through. It's, um, it's like a fast food, uh, like like a fish taco stand, right? And they have a, a giant swordfish as the on top of the thing. And so when they crash through it, uh, they crash, they're at an airport. And so Max says, uh, Steve Carell says, Hey, Chief, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And then the camera pans back, and the swordfish nose is stuck in the windshield, and it's about three inches away from his face. And he says, I don't know. Are you thinking, holy crap, holy crap, a swordfish almost ripped through my face? Then if so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That movie is so dumb, but it totally works for me. So, anyway. Nice. 
Go watch Get Smart. I think it's streaming. Actually, I think it's on Netflix. Um, so anyway, Alan Harkin's done a lot of stuff. I just yeah. I don't know all the stuff that he's been in, but I like him in this movie. He's pretty funny. Um, speaking of Alan Arkin, here's some more of him. How do I look? Like a hood ornament. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's all we're having. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need. Uh, play it. How do I look? Like a hood ornament. Yeah, like a hood ornament. Okay. Um, here's another, here's a one second clip, but I had to get it because every time I think of this movie, I think of this clip. There you go. (laughs) So the guy, the guy that doesn't say big gopher, the guy standing next to him, that's what the, the sub boss looks like without makeup, by the way. Really? That's, that's him without the prosthetics. Oh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of bad FBI... Thanks to the diligence of the FBI, this particular vacuum cleaner will not fall into the wrong hands. Burn, FBI, because you guys suck. You guys suck. Did we have the FBI in 1940s? For some reason, I don't know why, it just feels like the FBI didn't start until after then, but I guess they did. Well, I know they did. Yeah, they did. I know they did, because remember, they were part of the Bonnie and Clyde story we watched, the Highwaymen, right? They were talking about the feds and all that stuff. Okay. Um, I, 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 um, titled this one bad German accent. Um, but I also like it because, oh, it's out of order. Crap. Uh, well, whatever. I'll play it now. Anyway. Um, uh, <laughs> it's bad. It's called bad German accent. I just like it because this goes to, I think Andrew's point of him overacting. Here's some overacting by Timothy Dalton. I've had a belly full of you and your cheap heroics. Hand over the rockets or I'll blow her brains. All over the cabin. All over the cabin. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah. Uh, And this one, again, out of order, but this this made me laugh. I may not make an honest buck, but I'm 100% American. And I don't work for no two-bit Nazi. That's right, two-bit Nazi. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Now for some more bad news. Ready? Uh, I've already said (laughs) about half of the trivia. Um... Actually, more than that. So a scene where Neville Sinclair sends a message to Berlin coded first on an authentic Enigma machine found for the production was filmed but cut due to running time. Oh. Yeah. Wow. The like movie, a real, a real cool. yeah, they, Enigma machine? They got a real wow, Enigma cool. machine. That is pretty cool. Uh, the only other one I, I wrote down was, and of course I had to, was Billy Campbell, so our lead. Paul Sorvino and Terry O'Quinn appeared in guest roles in Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, um, yeah. That was um, important. And then a couple other guys, uh, Matt Gronick and Tiny Ron. Tiny Ron is the guy that played the sub-boss, the big dude. Uh, they played in recurring roles in Deep Space Nine. So Nice. But honestly, our huge Star Trek connection, which leads me to my next point, was James Horner, who did the score. This oh, score, score is so good. It is right. so good. Disney still uses it when you walk into Epcot. Oh, really? They, yeah. they play this mm-hmm. as you walk into Epcot. Yep. That's cool. That's cool to know. It's, yeah. He, um, James Warner obviously is, is a, a treasure, and he's one of my favorite uh, um, American or uh, um, film composers. And he does, he has a, he has a style. And he does things yep. in all of his movies. He likes those little trumpet riffs. And that clip there where it's the uh, this guy. I may not make an honest buck, but I'm 100% American. That little ba-da-dum. 
He does that in a yeah. lot of his movies. He did it a bunch because he also um, he films uh, Star Trek Two and Star Trek Three, and he uses that a lot in those in those Star Trek scores. Yeah. And so I'm watching this, which is a few years, uh, well, nine years after Wrath of Khan, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's still using that part, and it just <laughs> it just gets me fired up. I just love it. I just yeah. the score is so Jay- good. James Horner was the first quote unquote celebrity that died that gave that it was almost like a gut punch to me. When I found oh, out yeah. he had died, yeah. I was like, Oh, are you serious? You gotta be kidding me. Yeah. I was, I mean, that, he that gave was, us some great stuff. Yeah, he yes, did. Yes, he did. That the Lord of the Rings? I mean, for God's sake, it's a master class. He didn't do Lord of the Rings, by the way, but was, no, that was no, Howard that was Howard Shore. But so Howard, sorry. No, that's fine. I just wanted to go ahead and stop the uh, the the tweets or the emails coming in for that one. Um, yeah. He did do Titanic and Avatar. Yeah. And uh, yes. Mask of Zorro. Yeah. Zorro, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. I get yelled at for that. Yeah. Zorro. Uh, no, yeah, he, he's, 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 Zorro. He's, yeah, his. Zorro. Uh, he did Apollo 13. Um, oh, that's another great one. Uh, it really is. He. Uh, yeah, I said the two Star Trek films. I'm just going off memory. I can't think of all the other ones he's done that are just. Didn't he do Dragonheart? No, he didn't. Because um, I think the guy, the, the guy that did it though, that was like kind of his. That was kind of it for him. Oh, okay. Uh, like that was his one. He did a what is this Star Trek Enterprise E TV series? I have no idea what this is. He did uh, Wind Talkers. He did the amazing, yeah. amazing Spider-Man, um, Avatar. I know people just love it when we just list things here, but um, <laughs> when when you just They're said probably shouting now, in, 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 enemy at the gates, yeah. how the Grinch stole Christmas. I actually like the, the Jim Carrey one. the The film score for that is, is good, and he does that. He does that a lot in that movie too. Oh, I forgot. He yeah, he did Legends of the Fall. That is such there a great soundtrack. There you go. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. Oh, he did the uh, the the American Tale uh, movies too. He did the he did the first Five two. Five goes west and the American yeah. Tale, and then Five goes west. Yeah, he did that, and those are those are so good. Jumanji, he did Braveheart. I thought he did Braveheart. I couldn't remember. Braveheart. That's that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, earlier. it's so good. Patriot Games. Um, Glory, oh, dude, Glory, the <gasps> the Civil War yes. movie. It, it's just, it's uh, yeah. Again, the mm. the guy was amazing. Aliens. Uh, he did Commando, of course. He did Commando. Uh, Crawl. Yeah, it's great. It's great stuff. I mean, I'm I'm looking actually. It's it's funny. I'm looking at what he did before Star Trek II. They they took a chance on him. Because before oh, yeah. Star Trek Two was his first real film. He did a TV movie. He did a couple TV movies beforehand, um, but Star Trek was his. And then he did Forty Eight Hours, and then Crawl, and he then he would work his way up. But like, because because the because the first Star Star Trek movie was um, was Jerry Goldsmith, right? And he he'd been a legend for fifteen, yeah. twenty, twenty five years at that point, you know. So. Yeah, you know they they wanted heavyweight, but I guess for Star Trek Two, which they all thought was kind of ending the series anyway, I guess they thought, well, we'll just take a chance on this young buck, and it turned out pretty good. So, anyway, 
Uh, that's enough gushing about James Horner. I know we all kind of do it every time he he's in one of our movies, but <laughs> and we we kind of do. We kind of do. I mean, we're sound. We're all music guys. Um, well, and he uses a lot of brass and beautiful horns, and, yeah. and it's just, oh, it's so good. The, I mean, the good trumpet, stuff. the trumpet theme, just the Rocketeer theme is just so good. And he, I I was trying to buy it on iTunes, and I can't find it, which is annoying. Um, to just to buy. So I was hoping to maybe I could find it in a collection. I didn't look very hard, but I couldn't find it. So anyway, excuse me while I whip this out. So we decided to do Jennifer Conley movies because Because she's awesome. And we're all kind of smitten with her in this movie, in this role. And, and why not? So, uh, I think Andrew goes first in this part. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say, um, the beautiful mind, a beautiful mind. Sorry, um, which I probably was too young to see when I saw it. But really? Yeah, I feel like I was. Interesting. Um, okay. But she was in it, so I wanted to watch it. <laughs> uh, another one that is not a great movie, but uh, I did like. Actually, I did like, and a lot of people don't. But that's Blood Diamond with uh, yeah. DiCaprio. And uh, then she, of course, was, I think, the better Betty Ross in The Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, right on. Yeah, sorry. Um, I was uh, being creepy and looking at uh, pictures of her on IMDb. Um, yeah, that is kind of creepy. She looks amazing now. She still looks great. I mean, yeah. so good, good, good genes. Good on her. Good for her. Uh, Sam. All right. Well, I have, let's see, um, Armageddon. Not her. Pearl Harbor. Still not her. And then I've got Beautiful Mind. She is in so. that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. I found it interesting that you, uh, confl- I know you're doing it as a joke, but like you conflated Kate Beckinsdale and Lily, um, not Liv Lily, Tyler. Liv Tyler. <laughs> about I said Lily Tomlin. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's Ooh, a, dear. That's yeah. very opposite that's, there. That's very different. All right. So, no, from, no, seriously. Uh, the pro- my, I had a lot of problem with this one only because I ha- apparently haven't seen a whole lot of her movies. Yeah. But I, I have Noah as number three only because I've seen it. Yeah. Right? And then uh, I thought, I, I agree with Andrew. She was the better Betty in, in The Hulk. Yeah. And of course, Beautiful Mind is, is at the top of the list. So, um, but uh, I'm surprised, for as, as much of a crush as I have on her, that I haven't seen so many of her movies. So, anyway, there I go. How about you, Sean? Uh, I, I share your, your, your... Yeah, the Hulk movie is terrible, but she's pretty good in it, so I give her some credit for the Hulk movie. Uh, but the other two are, are not. I don't have any of your... I've not seen A Beautiful Mind, so and I, I want oh, wow. to. I just, I just haven't seen it. It's worth a watch. Um, yeah, so my number two is you're all going to laugh at me, but it was just, we're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> we're all going to laugh at you. Uh, is he's just not that into you. It's one of those, um, it's not really a rom-com. It's just a romantic drama kind of a thing. Yeah. And it's one of those yeah. movies that's got like, like 15, like A-list caster members in it. And they all have like all these little bitty interstitials that kind of, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. But she basically, and her character, because you want to talk about getting shit on, uh, her character is married to 
um, Bradley, uh, uh, Bradley, shoot. Bradley Cooper. Yes, Bradley Cooper. He, she's married to him, and she loves him, and whatever. And he's this big business guy, and he's cheating on her with his secretary, who is Scarlett Johansson. Oh, and man, so, talk about a hard choice. So there's a scene in the movie, a spoiler, I know, right? But there's a scene where she decides to come and visit him at his office. And she's trying to rekindle the marriage, right? Because she knows that there's something going on. So she shows up, and she and him start doing it on the desk. And then there's like a knock at the door and he's like, oh, you're not supposed to be here. I'm going to get in trouble. So he shoes her to the closet and then Scarlett Johansson comes in and then they start doing it on the on the desk while his wife is in the closet. What? Oh, my God. Yeah. And then she eventually she walks out and slaps them both or slaps them and then Scarlett. Is that not uh, why did why did he continue with Scarlett Johansson, it was I don't. It, the whole right? thing is the whole thing is crazy. I'm, I'm I might be misremembering it, and people have listened, have seen the movie more than than the one time that I watched it with my wife. They're like, no, that's not quite how it happened. But basically, I think that's kind of how it happened. So, anyway, it's uh no no I got it wrong. Here's what happens. Sorry, Scarlett Johansson's in there. They're doing it, and then she shows up, and so then she wants to do it with him on the desk while Scarlett Johansson's hiding in the closet. That's what happens. Oh, and okay. and so not wanting to basically ruin the marriage, she hides it out while they he eventually like get, makes her go leave. Like they don't get they don't get fully involved, but eventually and then Scarlett Johansson comes out and is like, Wait, I thought you said you were leaving her, blah, blah, and then she slaps him. That's what it is. There we go. See? I was gonna get there. Okay. Sorry. No, that makes total sense. And then number one is Spider Man Homecoming because she's Spider Man's suit. Yeah, I, okay. I didn't realize that until yeah. I read it today. Yeah. And the, honestly, Andrew, the only reason why I know that is because I've seen, I can't tell you how many times the people are like, well, you know, she is uh, she's oh married to, to Paul Bettany, who is Vision, who is also in an MCU. And she, you know, like, like okay, that's, that's not that great trivia. Come on now. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I, I see that a lot for some reason. It, just, it it shows up a lot for some reason. Anyway, here we go. Wait, what's supposed to happen? We are going to rank this movie. We're going to put a score. We're going to score a it like a, like a bunch of jerks that we are. I don't know. I don't know why we're jerks, um, but we are. Uh, Andrew goes first. Okay, uh, IMDb rates this at a six point five. I think mm-hmm. um, something like that. Uh, I, I'm gonna like it a little bit better than that, but it's not. Yeah, six point five. Yeah. Not something that I want to watch a lot, but it's good mm-hmm. to see every once in a while, just to remind myself of some childhood uh, fun. And so I'm gonna give this a seven point one. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, I I'm right there with Andrew. It's it's a great, it's a good fun kind of flick for kids. I think even. Um, it's it's at that right age where it's just just a little bit harder core than what you would see on the Disney Channel um, type of action and that type of thing. So uh, I enjoy it. I, I have maybe a little bit more Nander, probably a seven point one one out of ten um, for me. All right. Shoot, I'm just screwed up. That thing. Okay, no worries. Seven point. I'm sorry. Seven point one one. Seven point one one. Okay. Oh, no, no. Sorry. I was trying to fix the spreadsheet because we skipped a week and I screwed up, so it's fine. <laughs> um, 
It's fine. We're all fine here. Thanks. And how are you? Sorry. Boring Doing conversation. Okay. Thank you. Boring conversation. Anyway. <laughs> I did that the other day. I did that quote, that that whole not oh, crap. Uh from Star Wars, you know, when when Solo was on the uh the intercom, you know, and you're like, what's going on down there? And he's like, oh, we had a re, re- you know, we're all fine. Everybody's fine now. How are you? You know, and then the guy's like, whatever. And then he shoots it. I, I did that whole conversation, and nice. uh, I got the I got the reaction that you would expect. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, Nobody knew what you were talking about. No today. one knew. I'm like, it's from Star Wars. You're oh, like, they're like, oh, yeah. live in a sad, sad world. If you only had a blaster that you just could have shot a console. That would have made more sense. Yeah, I guess. Boring conversation right. anyway. Uh, 7.1. I'm going to give it... It's my turn, right? Yeah, I give it a score of... Um, you know what? I, I'm actually surprised that yours are as high as they are, honestly. Um, oh, yeah? Not You guys didn't like crap on this film or anything like that. I just... For some reason, I was kind of expecting me to come in saying, this is the greatest thing in 1991, and you guys were going to be like, no, this was terrible, but... Uh, I'm kind of with you on the score. I mean, it's a it's it's not great. It's good. It's fun. I have uh, fond memories of it, and frankly, I can't wait to find some time to watch it with my seven year old boy. I think he'd have a good time with this, especially with rockets and the old airplanes and punching Nazis. Mm-hmm. He he's really into history right now, world history, and every, oh wow, that's every, great. Every, well, I, it's because I've let him play my Axis Analysis um, computer game. And so he's really interested into why countries have wars. Because to a seven-year-old, that's such a huge idea. Um, why mm-hmm. would why would you do that? And so he's asked me about World War One, World War Two. You know, why did Japan attack Pearl Harbor? Why? You know, like he wants to know the whys of things. You know, like have you know once Russia got out of World War Two, have they fought any other major wars and things like that? So he's. He's super into this this history, and so literally every night for the the five minutes before bedtime when I'm tucking him in, he'll ask me some stuff about history, and if I know it, I'll Dude, tell that's him. that's awesome. So, that's seriously you awesome. Show him clips, uh, clips from Pearl Harbor? Yeah. N- no. Um, Just the love story, not the historical stuff. Well, he yeah. that the stuff he wants to he would want to watch are the planes and the bombs and the things like that. Yeah, he's I, know, a seven, I know you are, but he's a seven year old boy. There's some things I'm not quite <laughs> ready to show him yet. Um, he did he did ask me about nine eleven today, which was interesting. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I I gave a pretty seven year old uh, account of what happened. So you know the funny thing is we had that conversation at the dinner table about maybe four or five nights ago. With the girl about what what happened on nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, and we we also had to to give a yeah like not not a false thing, but just kind of describe in a way that doesn't make it sound as bad as it was. Yeah, which it I, was. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know I do because you, you don't want to lie to them, and you don't because you don't want them thinking it's something else. And then when they yeah. when they as they grow up, they think it was just not that big of a deal. Um. Because when he asked me, I told him, I said, you know, this th- these, these men hijacked a plane and had to explain what hijack meant. Uh, they hijacked a plane and then they did these things. And, uh, and then a lot of people died. And numbers are uh, pretty weird for him, right? Like anything more than 100 is considered, you know, major, right? Yeah. And yeah. so when I, he said, I said, a lot of people died. He goes like, like 3 million? And I said, no, 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 nothing like that. But it was three thousand, or like it was over, it was over two thousand. 
And he goes, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot. I said, yeah, it was. I said, it's basically the same people that died when Japan attacked Pearl Harbor. And that was a military thing with, you know, planes and guns and bombs and stuff. He goes, oh, wow. Yeah, that is a lot of people. I said, yeah, it was. That's why it was such a big deal. Um, So anyway, um, not sure why I'm sharing all this on the podcast, but (laughs) I am. Well, it's a good segue. I want to say something before we uh, before we finish up. Uh, Just to our listeners, if you are still listening and you haven't uh, filed for divorce or uh, you haven't uh, threatened to physically kill your children by this point in the pandemic, congratulations. You are what we would call a modern day hero. And you've won. You've won. (laughs) You've won the pandemic. Um, But uh, but yeah, even in the midst of this. Uh, I'm happy that people are still listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am too. And maybe um, we can give you, a, you know what I miss? I know this is a break from our uh, regular scheduled show here, but I miss that 15 second vacation that I would get when I would put my kids in the car and then I would walk around the other side to drive. I just miss that. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, but I I just miss that peace and quiet for 15 seconds just walking around the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, we're all. So there we are. Yeah. yeah. We're all trying to be teachers with our kids, and and, uh-huh. the, and the funny thing is, is that now that, the, you know, the, the school is giving him more work to do than before, um. <sighs> Specifically, the school is. Then my wife has scaled back on what she's making the kids do. So, I mean, today my son comes upstairs at like eleven, eleven o'clock, ten forty-five, and he's like, "I'm done for the day. What can I do to bother you?" And I'm like, "Um," <laughs> he's like, "Can I play the? Can I play Axis and Allies?" I'm like, "No, I need this computer for work." <laughs> so, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So he, I, I made him unbox some stuff. That's what we did. We unboxed some things, or I pointed and said, "Unbox that." So anyway, um, that's it. That's the show, guys. Sorry, yep, we're we're, we're getting Good a night. little little long in our normal here, um, but yeah, uh, the Rocketeer was a lot of fun. Um, go watch it. I highly recommend it. Next week we're doing something called The King. Uh, so very different tonally. It's a Netflix original. Um, it's about a, a king. Oh, I've seen this. Like you oh, act- this is good. I want to watch it again. I'm excited. Oh, you actually did watch it. Okay. The yeah. King? I don't know if I've seen. I, I don't. It's okay. a network Netflix original, uh, Hal, uh, a wayward prince and sentient computer program, and heir to the English throne is crowned King Henry V after his tyrannical father dies. Now the young king must navigate palace politics, the war his father left behind, and the emotional strings of his past life. So... Oh, it's a it's a good and awesome. Okay, yeah, uh, sounds good to me. I remember seeing the previews for it on IMDb when when you know how IMDb will just like like beat you over the face with watch this thing every time you log in. It's like okay, fine, I'll freaking watch your movie. So, uh, oh, Ben Mendelsohn is in it as King Henry the Fourth. Um, we all know him as oh, this is a long one too, two hours and twenty minutes. So. Oh, all right, we'll tuck in. It's um, worth it. Oh, right. I'm I'm excited. This is I've uh, yeah okay. Is this the so one the that, Tiger King? All right. 
Is this the one that's got um Carol Bastion? No. no. Uh, uh <laughs> Robert Pattinson, isn't he in, is he in this? <laughs> Andrew? Um yeah, yes. Okay, I, I thought I thought he was yeah, I, yeah, yeah. maybe I was there's yeah. another night kind of movie with him in it. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening. Is that's that, the show. Uh, what, Sam, sorry. Oh, this, this is the one about the guy with the speech impediment, right? No, but uh, you should go watch the King's Peach. That's a good movie. King's Peach. That's what I. That's what. Yeah, the King's Peach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he could eat a peach for hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. I can. I go can. Ahead. I can make up stuff too, Sam. It's fine. Uh. Yes, uh, that cheap seat reviews. That's our show. Thank you for listening. Um, go to our website, cheapseatreviews.com. We have lots of old shows there. Um, almost the entire catalog. I know it's like, gosh, you're you're at home during the pandemic. Surely the website's been updated by now. I work nine hours a day, so I don't really get to do that. And then you're you know you're stay at home dad. So we're not stay at home dad. Well, I guess I kind of am, but I have a wife yep. too. Um, uh, Facebook.com slash cheap seat reviews is that. Um, leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, whatever. Um, please, if you like the show, seriously, if you like the show, just share the show with somebody that you like. You know, if you see someone on Facebook saying, Hey, looking for podcast recommendations, just say, Hey, here are these guys. They're pretty funny. They do movies that, that I like and that you might like and whatever. That'd be really great. Uh, we're on Twitter at, at cheap seat cast. And if you want to send us an email, like our friend did last uh, episode, uh, cheapseatreviews at gmail.com is the place to do that. And send us a review, and we will review the movie that you want us to send. Uh, Next week, we're doing The King. We are going to do 300 on our 300th episode. We still haven't decided if we're doing the good one or the bad one, but we're going to do one of the 300s. And uh, on 300. So, yeah, that's, that's quickly approaching just... A mere three more weeks. So there you go. And on behalf of Andrew and his funny internet and Sam with his weird controller, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time.